Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Timonini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Happy Cinco de Mayo to those of you who celebrate it the way that it was meant to be celebrated, not just uh, getting drunk and White people uh, doing, doing things, things that aren't actually yeah. Mexican. Um, but I do know that the local Mexican restaurant in my uh, town here um uh is is really excited for to try to push the um Cinco de Mayo and Taco Tuesday convergence uh, oh, for this. Yeah. So they're very much excited. Uh, they would have made a lot of money normally, um but they are closed so I, I will probably be ordering out from them uh on Tuesday night anyway. Good. Um Support I can't, local I can't of, I'm, I'm trying to come avocados. It's called avocados. Avocados. Uh, it took me a minute ah, to remember what Avocados, but, yeah. 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 Avocado. Uh-huh. Uh anyway, um <laughs> we had um a lot of really uh, exciting news happen on Monday, Ashley. But before we get into that, I wanted to remind folks they can head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. You can still hear Jennifer McHugh and I's Some Like It Pops Always Extraordinary Playlist Edition recap of the final two episodes of the first season of Zoe's. Um, it's gotten a lot of play this this season series, season finale um, out there. There's not been a word yet necessarily on if there will be a season two, I think it's probably a decent shot, but who knows with monies being tightened because of mm-hmm. uh, the pandemic, yeah. if things would change. I think normally it would have a pretty good shot, uh, but we will see. So if you want to get caught up on that, please head over to our Patreon. Um, I did two more interviews on Monday that I'm very excited to get out there. They will aim to launch in Patreon first before they hit the regular feed. So if you want to get those um, uh, before anybody else, please head over there. All right, Ashley, I mentioned that we had a ton of uh, exciting news start coming we to did. us on yeah. Monday, and that was headlined by the 2020 announcement for the Pulitzer Prizes. Um, this is was uh, delayed a few weeks from what had previously been announced. We knew that was coming, but for the theater community at least, it was well worth the wait because mm-hmm. Michael R. Jackson's off-Broadway musical A Strange Loop officially won the 2020 Pulitzer Prize for drama. That makes this show the 10th musical to ever win the Pulitzer Prize from drama, and that dates all the way back to 1918. Uh, so very, very exciting. In, in fact, it is actually Michael R. Jackson becomes the first African-American or black writer to win a Pulitzer Prize for a musical. Um as you probably know, if you were listening to us, this is a show and an artist that was incredibly embraced by the theater community over Very the past so. yeah. uh, year of of A Strange Loop coming to New York City at Playwrights Horizons back in the summer of 2019. And the theater community appropriately went nuts on social media when this was officially announced. So nice. Including, yeah. yeah. Including the show's star. Larry Owens, who uh, actually won won the Lortel the night before for Outstanding right, Actor yeah. in a Musical for this. I, I'm going to post a, a little clip he posted on Twitter um, with his immediate reaction. There's a longer version on his Instagram story, uh, but that disappears like, after 24 hours. So I was, I'll just put the shorter clip um, from Twitter in the show notes. But um, it's lovely and it's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I want to talk about it here a little bit more, Ashley. But I want to mention that the other two finalists for the Pulitzer Prize were Will Arbery's Heroes of the Fourth Turning and 
Ashley, you're in my uh, beloved musical Soft Power by David Henry Wong, recent Tell Me More guest, and the great Janine Tesori. This is actually David Henry Wong's third time as a Pulitzer Prize finalist. Um, And while, of course, having a Pulitzer Prize uh, next to your name is always wonderful, the fact that he's been recognized as writing shows that are specifically meant to examine the American experience. Um, I, I think three times his shows have been recognized as finalists, I think is a pretty outstanding accomplishment in and of itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Some other winners of the Pulitzer prize that I wanted to shout out. It was noted that there was a lot of African-American and black writers um, included this year, which is uh, a wonderful thing to see. One of the things that I wanted to uh, mention was the Pulitzer prize for commentary, went to Nicole Hannah-Jones of the Yay! New York Times. Yes. She she spearheaded the 1619 Project, um, which Incredible. got a lot of pub in this past mm-hmm. year, which is fantastic. We also saw a Pulitzer Prize for um, for fiction go to The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. This is Colson Whitehead's second Pulitzer Prize, mm-hmm. and there were only three years in between them. Um, so that's pretty fantastic as well. The Pulitzer Prize for music went to um, an opera by Anthony Davis called The Central Park Five that premiered in uh, 2019 at the Long Beach Opera. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. And uh, the Pulitzer Prize for poetry went to Jericho Brown, uh, his book of poetry called uh, The Tradition. So that's really great. And they also gave a special citation to Ida B. Wells, who was a uh, was a reporter, but she was actually born a slave in Mississippi. And then after being freed, she wrote courageously about um, the violence that was done against African-Americans in during the era of lynching. This is someone that Nicole Hannah-Jones, who did the 1619 Project for the New York Times, um, has championed a lot. So it's, it's very poetic that both mm-hmm. of them were mm-hmm. awarded with Pulitzer Prize. Obviously, Ida B. Wells is posthumous. Um, but the citation comes with a bequest by the Pulitzer Prize board of at least $50,000 in support of her mission. And uh, recipients of that money will be announced at a later date. So always wonderful uh, to see such great works. And honestly, actually watching mm. the reactions um, to these, especially a strange loop, watching Larry Owen's uh, reaction on his social media. Like I could not help but be overwhelmed and, and cry multiple times watching this. Uh, it's just so wonderful. Yeah, you mentioned it was the day after Larry Owens won a Lortel in his category. So on top of that, just to see this overwhelming joy and gratitude he had in this video he posted, it brought me to tears. The Pulitzer announcements always bring me to tears anyway, because I'm a sap, but more so after seeing that video. Uh, It's... There have been, like, two truly good entertainment things to happen this year. Parasite winning Best Picture <laughs> and Strange Loop winning the Pulitzer. Well, so where do you where do you throw the Sondheim 90th birthday concert in? Oh, I mean, that's in a category all its own, please. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's fair a special enough. event. <laughs> but, yeah, I this is in every possible way just so wonderful. And to have it happen in... An incredibly personal show that is unapologetically black and queer and just so beautiful and funny and everything all at once feels like the universe is like, okay, we've thrown all this shit at you lately from a pandemic to like 
murder hornet. So here's something that's just we, right. we haven't talked about the murder hornets oh yet. Oh my but, god, uh, the murder hornets. Yeah. yeah. It's a great band out of <laughs> it's, Yeah, it's my punk band. But yeah, you're talking about the finalists as well. The expected shortlist was Heroes of the Fourth Turning, A Strange Loop, and Greater Clements, which we, we've been very open in our love for soft power, and I am totally both shocked and delighted to see it as a finalist. I wasn't as moved by Heroes as others, but there's no denying it's a great piece of art. And as you said, there have been 10 musicals to win the Pulitzer for drama, starting with Of the I Sing in 1932 two or one and before broadway most recently with hamilton it's the only musical as jen tepper fact checked on twitter that hasn't already Mm -hmm. had a broadway run or was in rehearsals or production for a broadway run so obviously we all want to see a strange loop come to broadway and this hopefully adds fuel to the fire when things get back up it also as everything does just speaks to the caliber of off-broadway work time and time again how important it is to feed and fund the organizations that are producing such fearless work as these yeah lee seymour over at forbes had an article about a strange loop winning the pulitzer and talked about how the off-broadway not-for-profit companies are most likely going to be the ones most impacted by the economic downturn following the coronavirus pandemic and how important it is that they have the opportunities to foster these shows and artists like michael r jackson um to be able to get you know, best is a subjective term, but sure. for all intents and purposes, the best work uh, coming out of New York theater happens off Broadway. And if these organizations are not able to have the funding that they would have had in a normal situation, that can really hinder the type of art that comes out. And as we've talked about about before, Ashley, yes, Broadway is always going to have the big name flashy stuff, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the shows that win the Tony Awards, when it comes to the shows that recoup as well, which I I hope that oh, yeah. producers realize oh, yeah. this, mm. it's often the ones that aren't the based on the movies. Now, of course, those happen as well or aren't sure. based on an existing catalog. The ones that generally um, have the best chance of defying the odds aren't the cookie cutter things because people don't necessarily. I mean, they want to see cookie cutter things, but they only need to see one of them. If you have something that's outside yes. the box, you have a much better yes. chance of people seeing more of them. So I, I think this is wonderful. We've talked about the fact that a strange loop has made no bones about wanting to come to Broadway. They, when mm-hmm. they announced that they were going to play a run at the Woolly Mammoth theater in Washington, DC, right. they build that as a pre Broadway run. Um, I would imagine that because of this, this would make it in a normal world in a normal uh, you know environment yeah. <laughs> much more likely for it to come to broadway as you mentioned and jen tepper tweeted out every other pulitzer prize winner that was a musical either was already on broadway or in the case of rent was a week from mm, opening performances yeah. on broadway right. um this is a much different situation now with plays we often see that the best you know the plays that win pulitzer prizes never come to broadway um i mean <laughs> right. even just looking yeah. at the past uh, at, at the past few years um, with things like Fairview and right, Cost yeah. of Living, uh, Between Riverside and Crazy, The Flick, um, you know, those kind of things over the last seven, eight years didn't come. So it's not unusual. But for a musical, I would think for and a small cast show. that's not necessarily surprising because you, no, you, no. you're absolutely going to get more audience pull for a musical than a play anyway. And plays have a little bit more... I wouldn't say more wiggle room to be experimental, but they certainly have more wiggle room to do things off-Broadway rather than Broadway if you're a play, except for maybe something like Slave Play. 
Yeah, it, absolutely. But I do think that because of the type of show that A Strange Loop is, it's small. I mean, it's got a, not a, you know, like a two or three person cast, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's small. It doesn't need a bunch of uh, tech requirements. I could definitely see this in one of these smaller Broadway houses. And they have had a... Um, a commercial producer attached throughout Barbara Whitman, who was involved with bringing, you know, former uh, or previous Pulitzer Prize winning musical next to normal yeah. to Broadway, as well as fun home. So I would not be surprised if this does end up helping. But at this point, the logic and the conventional wisdom that we would bring into situations like these, Ashley, are is really not available because mm. we just don't know what the environment will look like when people start thinking about bringing new shows to Broadway again. All right, let's move on. We spent plenty of time talking about the wonderful thing that has to do with the uh, the wonderful news that has to do with the Pulitzer Prizes. But let's talk about some other things. On Monday, Broadway's Best Shows announced that they will be launching a weekly one-night-only Spotlight on Plays series beginning this Thursday, in which they will have a bunch of stars doing readings of plays specifically to benefit the Actors Fund. In fact, the uh, the live streams themselves will be coming from the Actors Fund's YouTube page. On Thursday, May 7th at 8 p.m., I mean... I really wish we weren't starting with a David Mamet play, but we are starting with a David Mamet play. <laughs> My exact thought, yes. <laughs> yeah, but the one good thing about it being a David Mamet play, it means that people that he is often connected with uh, will get to be a part of this, and they are wonderful people, mm-hmm. including John Malkovich, Patti Lapone, Dylan Baker, and more. Uh, they will be reading David Mamet's play November. Uh, the following week will be... Uh, I think something that a lot of Broadway fans are going to love a reuniting of the original Broadway cast of, of Joshua Harmon's significant other, including Gideon Glick, John Bellman, Sass Goldberg, Rebecca Naomi Jones, Lindsay Mendez, Luke Smith, Barbara Berry, uh, and Trip Coleman will be directing. Then on the 21st, wow, this is a star studded um, production. We will see directed by Jerry Zachs, written by A.R. Gurney, Two up-and-coming actors named Brian Cranston and Sally Field reading Ooh. love letters. Yeah, never heard of them. I, although, I like them. I really, really like them. Ah. Um, <laughs> let's see what I did. So this is very cool. I, I would not be surprised if we see a lot more of these things. Look, we're going to be in quarantine. And, well, at least we should be. And we're going to be without theater for a while. Um, so I would not be surprised if we see more of these bigger name folks who normally wouldn't be caught dead doing live stream videos <laughs> uh, start doing them. Just because what the hell else are they going to do? Sure, got to produce theater somehow. Yep, absolutely. Um, All right, so moving on, uh, we also heard, speaking of live streams and big, big stars, yesterday, Robin Hood, New York's largest poverty-fighting organization, teamed up with iHeartMedia to announce that they will be launching a New York television uh, and radio station-wide virtual telethon this coming Monday at 7 p.m. to raise awareness and funds to help New Yorkers whose lives have been dramatically impacted by COVID-19. This telethon, Rise Up New York, will be hosted by the one and only Tina Fey. It'll be simulcast uh, on all New York TV stations as well as radio stations, Sirius XM, cable uh, things across the country. Included in uh, the appearances are some Broadway names you might have heard of, including Barbara Streisand, Ben Platt, Bette Midler, Chris Rock, Broadway guy, uh, Christopher Jackson, Cynthia Erivo, Adina Menzel, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Julianne Moore, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Robert De Niro, Sutton Foster, 
uh, and many, many more. more small some, names, like, yeah. Yeah, like the ones I didn't mention, like Spike Lee and uh, Jimmy Fallon and J-Lo. So tons of great folks. This should be a lot of fun. And it, of course, uh, goes to benefit a great cause. Speaking of more streaming things, we learned that this coming Sunday, May 10th, if you did not know, everybody, that's Mother's Day. So uh, head over to whatever stores are open to get your stuff, because if you order something now on Amazon, it probably won't get here on time. Uh, they will be We will be having a Broadway Does Mother's Day digital variety show complete with sketches, performances, and more. The cast of characters that will be involved is fantastic. Kate Baldwin, Laura Benanti, Betty Buckley, Carolee Carmelo, Victoria Clark, Chuck Cooper, Eden Espinoza, Beanie Feldstein, Harvey Firestein, Mandy Gonzalez, Celia Rose Gooding, and her mother, LaShawns, uh, if you've ever heard of her, James Monroe Iglehart, <laughs> Judy Kay, Sue Keenan bolger Leslie Margarita, Ellen Marsh, Vanessa Williams, Betsy Wolf, and more. We also have uh, performances from the cast of Moulin Rouge, Jagged Little Pill, Company, Tina, Chicago, Diana, Mean Girls, Girl from the North Country, Six, Mrs. Doubtfire, and more. You can head over to BroadwayDoesMothersDay.com for all of the broadcast information. This is also supporting the Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS annual Easter Bonnet competition oh, good. Since, since that was canceled. Uh, all right, Ashley, let's get into some recommendations. The first one, I've actually talked about bookshop.org before, which is an, uh, a website that allows you to purchase books um, directly from local bookshops, and they will send them to you rather than having to go through Amazon. Well, yesterday, a Broadway bookshop was launched, and it kind of came into my uh, Twitter stream. And I so I wanted to mention that they've got a ton of things in there from, you know, the the things you think of, like the the Hamill tome and all that stuff, mm-hmm. to memoirs by Patti LuPone and, and the biography of Stritch to the behind-the-scenes stuff like Song of Spider-Man. Um, it's a really cool it's online bookshop cool. catered yeah. directly to uh, Broadway lovers. I was just about to buy Broadway books this afternoon, or the- generic theater books this afternoon, and then that popped up in my Twitter feed. Like, perfect timing. Yay! <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect timing. So I love that. Um, some other things that uh, are in here, I've got, I mentioned it on the Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist recap episode, the season finale closing number, um, and I'm not going to say exactly what it is, just in case you're watching, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, if you want to watch it, I have a link in the show notes. It is a six plus minute long, I don't know if it's actually one shot, but it looks like one shot. Um, so if you watch the show and you want to watch that song again, or if you don't watch the show and you don't really care about spoilers, go ahead and watch uh, that last one. It's a weird thing out of context. Uh, but as I said in the recap episode, it actually really, really worked well. And then finally, we have a video that reunites members of Broadway, off-Broadway, uh, international productions of Rent. Um, a group of dozens of performers got together to sing Finale B, um, which is oh, the nice. second finale, yeah. um, and dedicated it to frontline workers. Tons of familiar faces uh, in there, including Daphne Rubin Vega, former Tell Me More guest, Freddie Walker Brown, Wilson Jermaine Heredia, uh, Rodney Hicks, MJ Rodriguez. Uh, and many, many more. I am a devoted rent head, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And uh, just hearing this song and seeing some of these faces doing whatever they're doing in quarantine, lots of them with family. Um, it's uh, a very, very cool thing. And this song, especially sung by some of these voices, 
will never not be exciting to me, Ashley. Yeah, always very exciting. I love any of these compilation videos of people in quarantine doing their thing. But, yeah. (laughs) I know. It's going to be a while. Uh, (laughs) But that is all that we have for today. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with tomorrow's show. We'll play it by ear. If there's news, we will be here. If not, probably one of those interviews that I did on Monday. It's a fun surprise. Yeah, Keeps you I mean, just we're, yeah, we're playing it by ear these days and seeing what the news and the theater gods bring us. Uh, but it is definitely always exciting, and we promise that we will be here Monday through Friday, and often Monday through Monday. Uh, but anyway, have a wonderful Tuesday. Um, and oh, I guess I should do the sign off, shouldn't I? I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're somewhere. We're online. I don't know. You can, I don't know you where can the hell find I am. us. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right. Now it's time to say have a wonderful Tuesday, everybody, <laughs> and we will be back to talk to you on Wednesday. Wednesday.